Some company has figured out how to grind that up and put it in pill form and sell it to you, and Dr. Oz gets a cut of that. But these extracts can have side effects like stomach and bowel problems. Ooh, I was going to say explosive diarrhea. I bet Dr. Oz doesn't tell you that you're going to get explosive diarrhea from this cure. And again, if it were a cure for the common cold, why would it not be prescribed to everyone when they go to the doctor? Hey guys, welcome to Go Deep in the Shallow. I'm Bradley Trainer. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. And today we are going to talk to you all about celebrity junk science. Mm, especially in the form of one... Dr. Oz. Mm. That's right, kids. Uh, one of Oprah's besties. Ugh, I don't Pull know. up your yoga mat. Get your Garcinia Cambogia. It's time to think your way to better health. Actually, so... We wanted to talk about Dr. Oz because I think Dr. Oz, and we're going to talk about other celebrity junk scientists, these are pop culture people who've made a name for themselves talking about sciencey things. But I say sciencey because it's not really that sciencey. And they not only have made a name for themselves, they've made money for themselves. Exactly. And they've had platforms in many cases, like Dr. Oz, who we'll begin with. They've had platforms because of people like Oprah. Oh, yeah. Which um, we'll talk about in a minute. But let's start with Dr. Oz. So for those of you who don't know this television personality, he's also, did you know, Colleen? I'm just going to read some of his accomplishments. He's a cardiothoracic surgeon. These are all from Wikipedia. I did Mm -hmm. a lot of research. Yeah. Columbia University professor, pseudoscience promoter. That's a title. Um, Journalist. Hold the phone. Well, I mean, it's Wikipedia. Okay, because I'm like, that, I don't thing. think he has a degree in that, no. but he has a degree in that. Now, um, basically, he's the guy who he's got his own show. And whenever there's like some new miracle fad that's going to make you healthy. Mm-hmm. Acai berries. Guarantee Dr. Oz is going to have all the latest for mm-hmm. you, right? But half the time it's like, um, I don't know that I would be encouraging people to spend their money on that dust. No. But let's talk about where he got his start, should we? Yeah. Okay, so I didn't remember any of this, I will admit. But he appeared as a health expert. I mean, I knew he appeared as a health expert on Oprah, but this was for five seasons. And I guess this all goes all the way back to 2003 when Oprah was actually the first guest on a Discovery Channel series called Second Opinion with Dr. Oz. And since 2004, Oz became a regular on the Oprah Winfrey show, and he made during that time more than 60 appearances. Okay, so I don't know if there if you have this information, yeah. but if you do, I'm curious about it. Sounds good to me. Usually when Oprah was ready to anoint somebody, an expert, mm-hmm. there was some experience where Oprah got something from them. Yeah. Right? So I you know, I understand that she was on his show first, which good get on his behalf. Right. But was she, did she, was she treated by him at some point? Did he advise her in some way that we know of? Or was it just like, probably something happened behind the scenes that we don't know about? Yeah, I don't remember the first, like what the first, yeah. I, I could have like gone to YouTube or something, no, but I fine. didn't. But I do know that in 2009, the Dr. Oz show, after he had, you know, become sort of a thing because of Oprah, became a daily television program focusing on medical issues and personal health and was launched by Harpo Productions and Sony Pictures Television. Mm. So, yeah, like, literally, he was touched by, or he, you know, got the Midas touch, and the Midas touch, of course, is the Winfrey touch. He was touched by an Oprah angel. Touched by an Oprah angel. That is an angel 
most of us would like to be I would to be like to be touched by, by that angel. Specifically, Thank you. Uh, if it transported me directly to her island home in Wash, off the coast of Washington. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Orcas. Orca, Orca Island. Orca Island, yeah. With her laser cut tub that yeah. fits her perfectly. I mean, count me in. Yeah. I so, mean, that... Good touch or bad touch. So he, he, you know, is a health expert on Oprah for five seasons. He gets a syndicated series through Harpo Productions. On the show, he's talking about things. And this is where I think he started to get himself in trouble. He addressed issues like type 2 diabetes, promoted, do you remember reserva, reserva I always say this wrong. Yeah. I always thought it was Reservatrol, it's but like, it's Resveratrol. Yeah. Resver- I don't know how to pronounce it's fine. complicated words. It's fine. Res- it's a made-up name. Resve- is that the red wine stuff? No, I don't think so. I thought that that was like some sort of medication. Hold on. We got to look that up. That's fine. Nobody cares. Well, I mean, I think no, they do care. Look I'll look it up. Will you? <laughs> but, it was, but it was things like that that I think started to get him, uh, you know, started to get people wondering like, oh, what are you doing here? And I will say that a lot of people have commented on the pseudoscience or junk science or, um, you know, not so miraculous stuff that he seemed to be claiming was helpful. And um, in some ways, people, you know, criticizing was actually harmful. OK, so this uh, it's called uh, Reservatrol. It's, it's like a natural food thing. So this is one of his things is that he loves his acai berries and he loves his um, goji berries and his Garcinia Cambogia. And he will ascribe certain properties that maybe have not been fully vetted, which is odd for a person who actually is a medical doctor. He's a doctor. real doctor. Unlike some of the snake oil salespersons that we're going to tell you about, he actually is a doctor. He's an actual he's, medical and he's, doctor. He's actually a practicing doctor. Yeah. So he still holds clinic as a cardiothoracic doctor. People, um, we've mentioned a couple of them, but I thought we could go through a list of some of the things that he's been criticized for. And specifically, I found this list online from a woman named Tanya Lewis on live science. So they're actual sciencey people. And they had it's a, not dead science. a list of five not so miraculous Dr. Oz claims. And the first one you'll remember, the magic weight loss compound. Mm. Do you remember the dubious green coffee extract? Yes. So he claimed a, a list of products that could help people lose weight. But the one that people had the most problem with was green coffee extract. Right. Like many of these, if they did what they were supposed to do, everybody would be. Wouldn't your doctor just be like, yeah, hey, everybody take some green coffee beans. Yeah. I Yeah. But I think the harmful thing is, you know, sure, a lot of these things might might be healthy or in concert with some other things like a healthy, healthy lifestyle, like working out, getting a lot of sleep at night. There's probably nothing harmful about taking green coffee bean, although I don't know what its actual indications are. Right. But like his platform is so big and broad and wide that if he comes on his show and says, I found this very interesting product called green coffee bean, everybody and your Aunt Barbara are going to run to the Costco's or, you know, the GNC and buy whatever they can that has the word green coffee bean on it. So it's not that there's something inherently evil about what Dr. Oz is doing, although the evil comes in sort of in a backhanded way. Well, and to your point, this is where he finds himself in a different space than he is in, in in a clinic setting. In a clinical setting, right, you may have some relationships with drug reps 
who come in and tell you why their medication is better than others, right? And then you make decisions based on some, you know, some better than others based on what you've learned. Where he gets himself into trouble is Dr. Oz. When he is Dr. Oz on the Dr. Oz show or he's on Oprah, he's not just a medical doctor. He is now a personality. And then when he says, try this, people hear him as two things. They hear him as both the doctor, but also the celebrity who is suggesting that a a person do something to get the results that they are looking for. So it carries an extra weight of responsibility that I don't know that he's always respectful of. Because to your point with the green tea extract or green coffee extract and uh, numerous others, numerous and we will talk about them. Yeah. He makes a suggestion based on some shady claims about what something does. Uh-huh. And people take that to the bank. And yeah. then he takes it to the bank. Yeah. I mean, he's and, and we've also seen him in recent months and years, especially recently with, you know, COVID-19 um, showing up on tabloids like TMZ, you know, like mm-hmm. he'll just randomly. They'll be like, oh, we just happened to run into Dr. Oz on the street. And you're like, I kind of feel like you didn't run up to Dr. Oz. I kind of feel like this is a relationship that he wants because it's good for his, Mm -hmm. you know, career and publicity, which he's like any other celebrity. But to your point, he's a celebrity, Mm -hmm. not an actual scientist. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want to give you another. Can I give you another cure uh, that he's been criticized for? A cure for the common cold. I wasn't aware there was one, but Dr. Oz has touted, and again, I'm reading this list. This comes to us from Live Science's Tanya Lewis on the five not-so-miraculous Dr. Oz claims. Cure for the common cold. Dr. Oz has touted, and pardon my pronunciation, um, umkalabo root. Oh, you yeah. that? Umkalabo yeah, root? Yeah, uh-huh. I have some of that in my yard right now. He said in a video, it has been incredibly effective at relieving cold symptoms, and a new study shows it helps the flu. There's a problem. Yeah. There's not been much science to back up any of those medical benefits of this particular extract, and it does have side effects. But what you're not reading there is probably some company has figured out how to grind that up and put it in pill form. Oh, yeah. And sell it to you, and Dr. Oz gets a cut of that, no doubt, right? Yeah, exactly. And I will say it says the the science is weak, or the evidence is weak, that this extract can shorten the length of respiratory tract infections, according to the National Institutes of Health. Mm-hmm. I feel like they know what they're saying, because mm-hmm. it's their job. Mm-hmm. But these extracts can have side effects like stomach and bowel problems. Ooh, I was going to yeah, say I explosive diarrhea. I bet Dr. Oz diarrhea. doesn't tell you that you're going to get explosive diarrhea from this cure. And again... If it were a cure for the common cold, why would it not be prescribed to everyone when they go to the doctor, right? Uh, no, but but truly, uh, I think that's a good point. And that's one thing. Well, I wish people would be able to think critically when they hear Dr. Oz tout these things either on his show or wherever they are hearing from him. Uh, I wish that people would have that critical thinking skill yeah. where they say, boy, I've never heard of the umlaut. A longa root. My doctor did not prescribe that to me last time I had the common cold. I need to do more. I need to do more digging on this. And I will say, so even if you are a thoughtful, critical thinking human being, which I have occasionally attempted to be, you might want your to mixed results to mixed results. I mean, I'm sitting here, aren't I? Anyway, so lucky you're sitting on your couch 
the umkalabo root is going to solve the common cold. I'm like, well, I don't know, but what could it hurt? Clickety-clack over to Amazon, just yeah. order it. Why not try it? Meanwhile, you know, I have the runs for seven days, yeah. and I'm wondering what's going on. And my doctor's like, well, have you changed your diet? Well, I kind of started taking this umkalabu root. You, excuse me, what? Yeah. Where, where did you learn about uh, a man on the television told you to take this? I don't you wonder if regular doctors, like general doctors, are like, gosh, I rue the day Dr. Oz got a oh, show. Oh, I'm sure, because how many times do people come in? Because again, if you are a thinking person, you might go, well, you know, I'm going to write that. Like my grandmother would write it on a piece of paper, probably, and take it to the doctor and be like, Dr. Oz says I should take the umkalabo route. Is that correct? And then the doctor would say, no, you're fine. But I, to your point, many people probably go into their doctor like wasting time talking, asking about supplements. That or telling the doctor, you, know, you probably you got to put me on this. Yet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you just watch that Dr. Oz. He's real smart. Oh, you he should, knows things. You should, you should watch him. Another thing he's been criticized for, get this, restless legs. Do you have that? I do, actually. Do you really? I do. Oh, I didn't know that. Oz, uh, Oz's health claims aren't limited to dietary supplements. Do you know what he once recommended for restless legs? Let me, can I guess? Yeah, because of it's what's been told to me. Tonic water with quinine. No, that sounds perfectly okay, plausible good. as far as I'm concerned. All right. Don't do that, America, because we're not scientists. But, you know, drink tonic, whatever. Throw some gin in <sighs> if you feel like it. Just don't put any gin in it, and then you'll be drunk, and then you, your restless legs are going to take you places they shouldn't. <laughs> um, no, restless leg syndrome, he says, place a bar of lavender soap underneath your bed sheets because the floral smell will be relaxing. Shut up. So apparently there have been anecdotal accounts of using soap to cure nightly leg cramps. But wait for it. No scientific data report or supports this claim. Does he? Can I ask a question that you might not have the answer to? Oh, I'll make it Does up. Does he say these things? Like when he oh, says. Oh, yeah. No, I can totally see this episode. It'll be like this. Because you know how this works. Because we are, we are television professionals, Colleen. Mm. Professional watchers of television. We are actually not professionals, yeah. but we are on the radio. But you could totally see a clip or a segment like this on, I don't know, Good Morning America. I don't know what show he would show up on today. All of a sudden, it'd be like, when we come back, Dr. Oz tells us five ways that we can avoid restless legs. And then he's like running through a litany. Like literally they have, what, two, three minutes in a segment? Right. And he's got like on a table, mm -hmm. it's a long table set out. He's got, you know, Garcinia Cambogia, um, Kalabu root, and a bar of lavender soap. And he's like, <laughs> did you know if you take this bar of lavender soap, you just put it under your sheets and the smell's gonna, we don't know, but it could do the thing. Okay, so that's my question is, does he ever, does he say the we don't know part? Because I, like, I would listen, if he was like, anecdotally, people have said putting a bar of soap under your legs in bed will make your legs less restless. Like, I would be like, well, that's an interesting anecdote. I'm probably not going to, you know, try that because it don't make no sense. Yeah. I don't know, you know, verbatim what he says, but I know I've seen him say things like the science is still out or the research is just coming in. Mm. Like he couches things in a way that gives you hope because I will tell you that and then he has plausible deniability. But also notice that, like, if if you see something on Dr. Oz and then you go to your, your you know, vitamin store or whatever the, you know, retailer is, all of a sudden you see that product, like, you have to be able to do the math. Right. What are the chances that all of a sudden this guy's talking, like, the relationship between, you know, the pharmaceutical companies or the supplement companies, people like Dr. Oz, because essentially Dr. Oz is just... You know, he's doing the advertising for right. that. 
So then you walk into a store and then the product's available. Mm -hmm. That should raise flags, right? right? Because that's a coordinated effort by a company to try to get you to buy their product, which, again, maybe it's a perfectly wonderful product and you love it. But, you know, it, it can be dangerous, especially, again, if it's something that's not backed up by science and, you know, you end up having serious side effects as a result. What if you're on the toilet for or, a week? Or you're just not doing other things you should be doing because you think, oh, I'm taking that green coffee bean. It's fine. Didn't Dr. Oz get in like major legal trouble for one of his supplements? I honestly think it was the Garcinia Cambogia um, because that's the one we always hook into is Dr. Oz and his Garcinia Cambogia, that he made some outrageous claims about what a certain thing could do. And people were like, hey, Dr. Oz. Well, he did call it, quote, a holy grail yeah, for I weight mean, loss. I mean, I don't know that I would do that, frankly. Well, because because what that does, and this is sort of my thesis on Dr. Oz, is what that does is ignores the fact that just by virtue of the fact that he's on the television, no matter what kind of doctor he is, if he calls himself a doctor and he's on the television and he says this thing does this thing. People will put as much stake in that as they do their own family doctors. Oh, for sure. Because he is a famous doctor person saying famous doctory things. Well, and you're like, it can't be harmful. At the very least, it just it might not work, but it can't be harmful. And the problem is it could actually be harmful. And, you know, even uh, no, no matter how many times people say things like, and that's sort of the, the hallmark. Like you asked, does he actually say, you know, the caveat? Well, In a way, I don't know that it really matters because I would imagine that people don't hear the caveat. People just hear the claim. So that to me is more dangerous versus like if I just walked up to your grandma and said, you should take Garcinia Cambogia. She's like, what do you know? Yeah. You boob. Well, maybe I've done a lot of research and I know maybe it actually would be good for her that because it's Dr. Oz, I think people take what he's saying at face value without challenging it because, you know, he's a celebrity. And not just a celebrity, a doctor celebrity, and not even any just doctor celebrity. And we talked about this at the beginning. He's Oprah's like celebrity doctor. Which and those credentials actually, in a lot of ways, matter more than his actual credentials. Yeah, exactly. And he's not the only one. No, he certainly is not the only one. You know, this is not the this will not be the last time we talk about celebrity junk scientists. There are, he's in good company. There are plenty others. And uh, you just want to stick with us because we will tell you all. Yeah, stick with us. Take our drugs because <laughs> our drugs are good drugs. Our drugs work. Our drugs are drugs of the mind. Yeah. 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 We're not going to give you the runs for a week. So stick with us. Actually, should we talk about Dr. Phil next? Because I think we should. He's like sort of the other side of this. Somebody shows up with a few good things to say, and then it becomes blown completely way out of proportion to a point where uh, he seemingly has an effect perhaps larger than he should. Absolutely. We'll talk about that kind of junk science next time that we go deep in the shallow together. And if there's anything you want us to talk about, Bradley, it's so easy for people to uh, give us their ideas of things that they want us to check out. All you have to do is send us an email at justthetip at deepintheshallow.com. So easy. Make sure you've downloaded us. Make sure you've left a review for us wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's so simple. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. How about that? Ready? Bye. Bye.